Hi, and welcome to Fashion Talks, the podcast about observing the world through the lens of fashion. I'm your host, Donna Bishop, and I am here with Lisa Canning. Lisa Canning, interior designer. Lisa Canning, motherhood motivator, author. We're going to talk about that. Lisa Canning, mama of seven, eight on the way. Lisa Canning, styling woman. We're going to talk about fashion. We're going to talk about motherhood. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. I am thrilled to have you here. I am so happy to be here. This is so fun in the middle of the Toronto Eden Center. I know. It's super cool to be here streaming at CF in the studio. So I want to start, Lise, because you have so much in your experience that we're going to get into today, but it's fashion talks. Fashion is our through line. So first I want to talk about what does fashion mean to you? I know your education's in fashion. Can you give us a little bit of a background of where there's been touch points of fashion in your life? I always loved dressing up in my mom's clothes. Both my mom and my grandmother were total, like are, my, my mother is total fashionista. And I just remember it was enjoyable to like go through their closets. They always had painted nails, their hair always immaculate. My mother to this day is still, like I don't think I've ever seen her without lipstick on. And that she's really... a girl after my own heart. <laughs> Underwear and lipstick, she guarantees I will leave the house with every day. So that really informed, I would say, like fashion being fun and being something that could be part of your everyday life. And so then I went on to study fashion communications right here in Toronto at Ryerson. And I really thought I was going to be in fashion journalism or fashion buying. I interned at Flair magazine. Fashion was always really fun for me. And you end, you know, you were at Flair, and then you transitioned from fashion journalism into interior design. Mm -hmm. It was completely by accident, to be very transparent with you. I was a, um, I was involved in my high school and always speaking in front of the student body. And there was a mum who was a casting director. I owe my entire career to Mercedes De Castro. Thank you, Mercedes, wherever you are in the world. And she was always telling me, like Lisa you need to be on TV. And I was like, that's a job? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I really thought that people who were on TV were actors or like news anchors and that's it. I didn't really understand that there was this now emerging, now that what we see now, like you and I doing this kind of thing, that you can now make a lifestyle of being yourself, <laughs> which is incredible. It's crazy. But at the time I was like, that's really weird. But she was like, no, you need to go and audition for this show. They are looking for someone young and up and coming. And that was a show called Marriage Under Construction. I remember that show. <laughs> In 2007. It. it was so wild. Vanessa Ray, the wife on that show, has now gone on to like all kinds of things. She's currently in one of the leads in Blue Bloods. Tell me about how fashion and interior design intersect, because it can't be just about pretty colors and whatnot. How did those two things come together? I think it's form and function, right? We all need clothing to live. We live in Canada where it is cold. We do things that require us to have a certain level of modesty as well as practicality, right? Um, so that's the, that's the function part, but the form part, how we dress, I really believe impacts our like psychology. It impacts how productive we can be. You know, and one of the things when I became a mother 10 years ago, I remember kind of getting all these different mixed messages like, you know, oh, it's the death of your dreams. Oh, your life is over. And also the message that your wardrobe is over. Like you just wear sweatpants 
and you put your hair in a messy bun and nothing to knock. I love me a good messy bun and sweatpants. <laughs> Inappropriate context in my humble opinion. Um, but I really had to have this whole like mindset shift around motherhood and fashion. And that just came very organically in um, experiencing interior design and having to get dressed every morning and understanding that my personal brand was also um, played out in what I wore and that even the way I decorated rooms could correlate to how I got dressed every morning. Did you notice when you were doing television, because obviously a lot more consideration probably goes into the wardrobe you're going to wear when you're shooting an episode than what you're wearing when you're bopping around town and running errands and whatnot. When you speak about fashion and how it impacts your psychology, did you notice a difference when you would dress for television than when you were dressing in your real life and, and kind of have some light bulb moments with that? I really believe that everything, our surroundings and what we put on ourselves, the people that we surround ourselves, the smells even, the food, everything impacts our performance. And absolutely, like when I get dressed for TV or when I get dressed for an event just like this, there's a different level of intention than when I'm just at home, you know, cuddling on the couch with my kids. Although to be honest, I also think about what I wear when I'm cuddling with my kids, to be very honest with you. But there is, um, something special when you put something on that you feel confident in. And I think that's the piece for me personally that um, <laughs> makes fashion so enjoyable to me because when I get dressed and I know I'm in a silhouette that's going to make me feel good, and let's be honest, we are both mothers. We understand the struggle and the pain that comes sometimes from just being tired because a baby's kept you up all night or um, you know, you've been working late on a project, but then you have to get up to drop off your kids in the morning. When you put on like amazing lipstick, when you put on a, a blazer or a shirt that you just know that you're going to feel confident in, I really do believe it changes your physical state, it changes your mindset, and you can conquer the day. Tell me a little bit about The Possibility Mom and what inspired you to write the book. And then I want to get into some of the, because I love the direction you're going in terms of the strategies and even as a busy mom, the importance and the joy that can come with what you put on in the morning. But let's take a step back for people who aren't familiar with The Possibility Mom. Yes. Tell me about the book. So. The book, The Possibility Mom, How to Be a Great Mom and Pursue Your Dreams at the Same Time, really came out of the fact that I have seven children. <laughs> I, my eighth is on the way. And I simply was not satisfied with putting my dreams on hold. But it was very difficult to actually do that in practicality because I felt enormous guilt. I felt enormous tension between you know, going off to work sometimes and then feeling guilty leaving my kids at home or spending time when I could be spending with them on, you know, my Instagram or on my blog. There was always tension. And I just simply became relentless in the pursuit of figuring it out. And so what it looked like for me was, okay, how can I um, bring my kids to work with me in appropriate ways? How can I understand like what am I essential in in my work and what can I delegate to anybody else therefore freeing me up to spend time with my kids I think this is the philosophy or the ethos of the possibility mom is this understanding and pursuit of how can I make this possible and how does fashion and getting dressed in the morning work into that equation so I think sometimes we make things in motherhood, in life, what have you, more complicated than they need to be. 
two things actually I want to touch on. The first point, we sometimes make them more complicated. And the second point is we sometimes can take stories from our past that then inform things that we do, but we don't realize it. They're limiting beliefs. They're, they're just sort of things in our head. So just to touch on that first point, making things harder, when you are able to identify, I look great in red, or I look great in an A-line skirt, then I empower you to always wear that silhouette. It might sound boring to some people, or it might sound whatever, but when you can get dressed quickly and efficiently and almost have confidence, literally when you walk out the door, you're gonna feel great. That's gonna save you so much time. It doesn't have to become this very challenging thing of like, oh, but I need to wear this color because it's trendy. I mean, if you like it, go for it. But I do think there's something to be said about a very like tried and true silhouette that you can always update as the seasons and the colors change, but you know what's gonna look great on you and what you're gonna feel great in. And then secondly, the stories we tell ourselves. I had a story that when I become a mom, put all my heels away. Like I had a story that when I become a mom, it's just who cares about what you're wearing. And that simply does not need to be true. Now, there are some moms who feel so confident in sweatpants every day and, and flats are just more their jam. That's great if that is your thing. But it doesn't have to be that way if that is not what brings you joy. If you want to rock your stiletto heels when you're picking up your kids from school, or if you want to um, continue to add to the collection that you love, like feel empowered to do so, it doesn't matter. The same way that I always talk about motherhood does not need to be the death of your dreams. It also does not need to be the death of your wardrobe. Do you think, because you touched on mom guilt and motherhood guilt, which I think is something that so many women are, are impacted by. Does that guilt, do you think, transcend into, I shouldn't care about what I wear. I shouldn't care about fashion. It becomes, it, it starts to feel selfish. Is that something that you hear people talking about? 100%. Like, for example, the moms that I coach in my coaching practice, they will often say things like, well, I can't, I can't like hire a babysitter to get a manicure or, oh, like I can't, I can't spend money on my hair anymore because I'm a mom now and that money should be allocated. Can I just say <laughs> hair and nails can make you feel amazing and a happy mom makes for a happier household and happier children. I think this is the thing where all of this intersects is that if we want our children to be the best versions of themselves, then we need to show them that it's okay that we look at being the best version of ourselves. And I do think that it's not vapid, it's not um, gratuitous, it's not secondary to think about how you look and feel. We are created as holistic human beings with a mind, a spirit, a body, and how we dress our bodies impacts our spirits. And so, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm team shop and get your hair done. <laughs> and do people resonate when you share that message? Like, do you see light bulbs go off and, and, and people, women start to go, yes, like that, like I, I am allowed to care about what clothes are in my closet. I am allowed to care about having a lipstick in my purse along with my goldfish crackers and water bottle. I think the key here, Donna, is permission. When you become a mother, it does not mean all of a sudden you cease to exist. That is what I am on a mission to help people understand. 
When you become a mother, you don't all of a sudden cease to exist or the things that you were interested in before that brought you joy don't just disappear because you birthed amazing kids. You can continue to pursue those passions. You can continue to invest in your shoe wardrobe. You can continue to do all the things that you loved before, but in appropriate context, in appropriate budget, in appropriate timing. And that is what I really hope and pray that my book, The Possibility Mom, and the coaching work that I do helps moms to understand like the strategy. You can have, a, you just need a strategy for how to make this work. So let's talk about a wardrobe strategy because you talked about, you know, finding a silhouette that you feel great in and you look good in because those two things are two sides of the same coin. How did you find your silhouette? Tell us a little bit about your process and your strategy so that mm. people can in imagine how they might bring it into their own homes and closets. Yeah, so I have, a, you and I have a similar experience where we see ourselves on television or we see ourselves in recorded video pieces of content. So we have almost like <laughs> another- Don't we all with Instagram now? <laughs> oh, this is true. <laughs> but we, we have experience in figuring out what's confident or how we feel confident. So I would say for me, it's been the, for the fact that for the last 10 years, I've been on television and, and whatnot. And so I, I can see Oh yeah, that looked really great on you. Oh, that one wasn't such a good one. Like, I never really personally, I, I, I actually, no, that's not true. A couple of times I've invested in wardrobe coaches, like people who, stylists, people who do this for a living, who are personal shoppers. So I have done that um, once, I actually, in my, in the last 10 years, I definitely did that. But it was for me very much out of experience. Like, what do I, number one, feel good in? And what actually looks good? And when I say looks good, meaning, what complements my skin tone? What complements my body size? I have the unique experience where I've been pregnant seven times in the last 10 years. So dressing myself in the various stages of like belly, no belly, breastfeeding, like it has been a whole other <laughs> sartorial challenge, if you will. Um, but I, I think for me, it was really just like, what looks good? What do I feel confident in? What am I always gravitating towards? And then also not feeling bad that I'm always gravitating towards those things. Tell me about your thoughts on fashion and self-care. It's necessity. And don't tell, like, don't tell me people don't feel good when they look good. Like, I, I really just think, you know, does everyone need the same level of investment or intention or what have you. I think the spectrum will be different for everyone, but I believe it is a universal truth that when you look a certain way that makes you feel confident and that can look very different for everyone, um, it will impact your performance and will impact your psychology. And that's for me where self-care you know, is so important. So really it's about, what I hear you saying is at the very, you know, core of it, it's about being present and paying attention first and foremost to how you feel in the, like, I put this on, do I feel great? Am I still feeling sluggish? Do I have energy? Do I feel like I wanna go back to bed? That's the first step. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I think the second step, is, which is interesting, that just popped into my head now, is influence. How we dress does influence people around us. So let me just give you a very practical example. If I'm in sweatpants and a t-shirt, my husband and my children usually are like, oh, okay, we're like staying home. That's just sort of a normal thing for me to wear at home. But if I'm wearing a blazer and I've got, you know, faux leather leggings on and I've got pumps on, my kids and my husband are like, oh yeah, where are you going? Like it, it's sort of, there's a, 
a natural understanding of context and influence. You know, like you, <laughs> we have power by just how we look. Like it's just the truth. Like, and it's not, again, it's not like a vapid thing. Um, if you would like to command a room, if you would like people to pay attention to you, how we dress does matter. How do you think our performance, if you will, as a mother mm -hmm. is impacted when we feel good? I don't think anybody feels good when, for example, something doesn't fit or you're worried that you're going to have a wardrobe malfunction, you know, like just something's going to spill out that shouldn't or whatnot, or you don't feel like I can chase my kids in this or I can, you know, like be comfortable in this. I do think that really matters. Um, and I think again, like just what we touched on, on context, like the ability to do things with our children does get impacted by what we wear. And so I do think that we um, need to need to consider it in the different contexts and the different hats we wear as mothers, for sure. And I, do you think also that it's an important part of, of modeling? Like we teach our children self-confidence, self-respect, self-assurance when we show them that we're taking care of ourselves. I think that is a huge thing that goes back to our earlier points giving ourselves the permission to invest. And that has a huge ripple effect on the people around us and on how they might perceive their own self-confidence, their own body, um, uh, their own body um, and the stories. Like we are constantly informing the stories that our children say about themselves. The words we use, um, the, the, the experiences that we give them, the experiences that we don't give them, all these things are informing how they're going to feel about the world and themselves. And so absolutely, like when we show our kids, like I am important enough to treat well, that's a great thing. You uh, are in the midst, or maybe it's just finished, this amazing book tour for The Possibility Mom, which involved being on the Today Show in New York City. You often, when you're on social, will like ask your community, you know, do you like outfit A or outfit <gasps> B? I see how you use it as something to, you know, bring joy around you <laughs> in many ways. Tell me a bit about how that came about. Daughter Bishop. Okay. I don't think I get more engagement even when I have a baby than on the post when I say, hey guys, I'm gonna be on the Today Show. Should I wear the jumpsuit or the dress? And I will just like in my hotel room or I'll get my husband to snap a photo and I'm just like option A or B and weigh in. And da-da, <laughs> the things that people say and the opinions, well, you really can't wear the jumpsuit because you are pregnant and to be able to go to the bathroom easily is not going to be possible. It is that intense. Or the dress, you just wore a dress in your past um, past appearance. And so, no, I think you have to mix it up because we need variety in what you're wearing on television. It is, it is, you know, and it's interesting that you bring this up because I've actually really been reflecting on why do people care so much about what I'm wearing? But to be honest, I think it's a couple things. I think number one, it's fun. I think people find fashion fun and I think people enjoy it. I think this is why like the red carpet type of shows like who wore it better. I think people enjoy weighing in on things like this, especially when maybe it's something that they might either never wear themselves or never have the opportunity to wear. And so 
I think it allows people to participate in something communal and something fun. And I think everyone also loves just to share their opinion <laughs> in general. But honestly, even when I have a baby, like these posts have more engagement than those baby posts. It's hilarious. What do you want moms and moms to be and women who have mothers in their lives mm -hmm. to think about when it comes to interacting with other women about their dress like do you think we judge mums a little bit based on dress that's a great question the short answer is yes but the first thing that came to mind for me was to eradicate guilt and so I, it's related to the question you just asked i think sometimes we can project the insecurity or guilt that we have onto someone else so if you see someone in the schoolyard who's in like a blazer and it's like fully done, you might be unconsciously expressing an insecurity you have where either you don't find the time to get dressed or you feel guilty for um, taking time to put makeup on and put a blazer on or what have you, or you simply don't have the skills to do that for whatever reason. I do think that we need to be conscious of is this actually more about what i'm feeling in judging this other mom and really at the heart of it i think is that we need to give ourselves permission to just invest in ourselves and how we look and feel lisa canning it has been such a pleasure having you here at fashion talks where can people follow along if they're not already on top of what you're up to. LisaCanning.ca, where I have all kinds of information about my book, as well as a really fun quiz called, What's Your Mom's Superpower? So fun. Juicy. And then my um, Instagram is at LisaCanning, and that's where I hang out the most. You can follow me at This Is Donna B. You can follow the podcast at Fashion Talks Pod. A big thank you to CAFA, the Canadian Arts and Fashion Awards, our producing partner with this podcast. You can learn more about them at CAFA Awards. That's C-A-F-A-W-A-R-D-S. Thank you to Cadillac Fairview for hosting us here at the Toronto Eaton Centre at the Streaming at CF Studio. Such a pleasure, Lisa Canning. I can't wait to... Uh, keep following you and see what's happening in your life. Thanks you for being here. You are wonderful.